Nikude Behechola Series 4, Volume 19, Vayelech 3, titled The Kohen and the Levi. The verse states, quote, Then Moses wrote this Torah and gave it to the Kohanim, the descendants of Levi, who carried the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord and to all the elders of Israel, end quote. Upon which Rashi comments, I quote to you, when it was entirely completed, he gave it to the members of his tribe, end quote, meaning that Moses did not give the Torah to the Kohanim, but to the entire tribe of Levi, which was Moses' tribe. And Rashi deduces this simply because the verse concludes with, quote, and to all the elders of Israel, meaning to all the 12 tribes. Hence, it wouldn't make sense that the only tribe that Moses didn't give a Torah to is the Levites, his own tribe. The question is, many times previous, did the verse refer to the Kohanim as, quote, the Kohanim, the Levites. And that the first time the verse did this, Rashi explained it as, quote, the Kohanim which come from the tribe of Levi. Hence, this terminology means only the Kohanim and not the entire tribe of Levi. Therefore, we must say that in our verse, Moses gave the Torah to the Kohanim, as he says, who carried the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord. That was only the Kohanim. And with this, Moses, through the Kohanim, gave it to the entire tribe of Levi, just as he gave the Torah to all the other tribes through their, quote-unquote, elders of Israel. The point being that even though the Kohanim camped separately from the rest of the tribe of Levi, and God has separated the Kohanim from their tribe, nevertheless, they were not separated in the way of being not part of, but rather, in addition to God separating the entire tribe of Levi from the other tribes to belong to the Holy Temple service to God, God then added on to the Kohanim an additional separation for this service. Now, there are three times in the Torah that we find clearly that the Kohanim are part of the tribe of Levi. One, in our verse, God, Moses gave the Torah to Kohanim, but it was as part and parcel of the entire tribe of Levi. Two, after all the tribes brought an inauguration for the altar, the verse says, when Aaron, Rashi explains the verse, when Aaron saw the dedication of the chieftains, he felt distressed over not joining them in this dedication, neither he nor his tribe. So God said to him, you will light and prepare the lamps. So here we're clearly talking about Aaron as the tribe of Levi. The third time is, after rebellion of Korach, God told Moses to tell Aaron, and I quote the verse, take a staff for each father's house, 12 staffs. And then it goes on to say, inscribe Aaron's name on the staff of Levi. Upon which Rashi comments, although I have divided them into two families, the family of the Kohanim separate from and the family of the Levi separate, it is nevertheless one tribe. So three times we see clearly that the Kohanim, the Torah is telling us, are one with the tribe of Levi. Now, seemingly, specifically by these three cases, the Kohanim should not be seen as part and parcel of the tribe of Levi. Let's see. Number one, Moses giving the Torah. 
even though that concerning the entire tribe of Levi, it is written in Deuteronomy, quote, they shall teach your ordinances to Jacob and your Torah to Israel. So the entire Levi was supposed to be teachers. Nevertheless, the verse clearly states, and I quote, and you shall come to the Kohen. Now the verse says that numerous times. So the Kohanim stand unique even from the tribe of Levi when it comes to receiving the Torah in order to teach it. Number two, Aaron's kindling the menorah. Only Kohanim can do this and not a Levi. Hence, the Levites should have had needed a different compensation for not being part of the altar's inauguration. And the third case, Korach's rebellion. Well, Korach was a Levite who was fighting against the notion of Kohanim, not Levites. So in these three cases, specifically where we're told that the Kohanim are part and parcel of the tribal Levi, it seemingly should have been that in these three cases, the Kohanim stand separate from the tribe of Levi. The answer will be understood on a mystical level. The difference between the Kohen and the Levi is that the Kohen is not allowed to become impure and hence may never live out of Israel. The Levites, however, may become impure, only that when it's their time to work in the Holy Temple, they must first purify themselves. Meaning that the Kohen must be completely separated from worldly matters, while not so the Levi. In Tanya terms, in the book of Tanya, Hasidus, a Kohen represents the service of transformation, transforming the mundane into holiness, right? The Kohen takes an animal and turns it into a sacrifice. In the Kohen's realm, there exists no evil, while the re- Levi represents the service of subduing, in which there is evil, but one must break it. Now we can understand why in these three instances we are seeing the Kohanim as part and parcel of the Levites. For we are speaking of the Kohanim receiving something in order to fix an evil, which does not exist in the realm of a Kohen, but rather in the service of a Levi. Let's go through the three cases again. Moses did not give the Kohanim the Torah in order for them to simply study Torah on their own. Rather, he gave them the Torah specifically in order to make sure that there will be no sins. Moses gave them the Torah specifically after the rebuke of the previous two Torah portions. Hence, the Kohanim received this to deal with the evil, the sins. Number two, kindling the menorah. A, it was in response to Aaron's felt distress, which is about Aaron doing repentance, for he thought that his not participating in the auguration of the altar was because of his participation in the sin of the golden calf. And second of all, the menorah is all about bringing light into the realm of darkness. Let's go to number three. Taking the staffs after Korach's rebellion was an amends and a nullification of the evil that Korach created. As the verse clearly states, quote, And I, God, will calm down, turn away, from, my, from myself the complaints of the children of Israel. So specifically in these three instances, the Kohanim were to engage and correct an evil, which is the work of the Levites. Hence the Kohanim will be called the Kohanim the Levites. Well, 
If so, that these three instances was the work of dealing with the existence of evil, which is really the work of the Levite, then why give it to the Kohanim at all, rather than giving it directly to only the Levites? The answer is that through giving it to the Kohanim, the Levites, making the Kohanim the emissaries of the Levites to deal with the evil, Moses is making sure that there will not only be the subduing of the evil, but rather a complete transformation from the evil into goodness and holiness to the point of transforming darkness into light and bitter into sweet, making it that all becomes only good.